listening to Double Exposure with Sophia Lemon and Petro, a photography podcast on both the creative aspects and business side of photography. Join the conversation now on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. And here's Petro and Sophia. Welcome to episode 12, Double Exposure Show with Petro and Sophia. You can find the show notes for this episode on doubleexposure.show slash episode slash 12. And you can join the discussion on Facebook at facebook.com slash doubleexposureshowgroup. Something like that. Yeah, we have a page, Double Exposure Show. Yeah. Yeah, but the page is meant to reach new listeners, isn't it? Yeah, we really want to get so, people into the group because that's where yeah. you can, that's, I mean, people can post, I don't think people realize this yet, but people can post things in there. Yeah. Like I'm posting some things tr- sort of trying to get the conversation going a little bit. Um, and people are probably like, does this Sophia chick never shut up? But you know, you <laughs> listeners. Who is this Sophia I know. person? <laughs> <laughs> Why is she on here? <laughs> Um, yeah, the listeners can actually go in there and post stuff too. So like if you want some opinions on some of your photography work, or if you have questions about whatever, I think I'm going to go in and start a discussion on topics, like just a topics thread. Mm. So if you have something that you'd like to hear about, you can comment on that, um, with topic suggestions, but yeah, you guys can actually go into the group and and share some thoughts, ask questions and stuff. That's a great point. I threw in a photograph of you as um, a throwback. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping to get some uh, fiery discussion there. <laughs> some fiery so, discussion? How about how I wasn't a big fan of that photo when you first took it, but it I think it's one of the only photos from that session that I still have. Mm-hmm. And I like That's it. That's how it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And anyone who knows me or doesn't know, that seems to be the photo that people really liked. Of me. Mm-hmm. Well, that that's that's a side of you that you don't see in other photos. That's but for that's sure. a side of you, right? That's a side <laughs> of you of who you are, and um, I kind of go over stuff like that in my uh, demos when I do demos on headshots yeah. about how to bring out the person. So, <laughs> yeah, um, and tell your friends we want to we want to get new listeners for this. A lot of people don't yeah. realize how cool we are. Until you tell them. <laughs> you know, these two are super awesome. Yeah. Very entertaining to listen to. You know, it's uh, it's really nice to hear that. People do message me constantly. Mm-hmm. And I'm always telling them, well, why don't you hop on iTunes and tell the world? Yeah. Um, and they're like, yeah, okay, I'll do it soon. On okay. Facebook. Like, like share an episode on your yeah. friend's wall. That'd be sweet. Yeah. It'd be but really nice of you guys. We're... Uh, we're up to 20 ratings. Yeah. So that's that's kind of cool. That's a milestone. Yeah. They're all five stars. So clearly you guys are all brilliant. That's 100 stars. Yeah. We have 100 <laughs> stars. That's pretty freaking sweet. Oh my goodness. We should keep track of how many stars we have. <laughs> I will be. I definitely will be. <laughs> the so faster only five that, stars from now on. Yeah. The faster because, that we get to 1,000 stars, <laughs> the better. <laughs> everybody gets a free iPad uh, background. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <Screensaver>. <laughs> What's up, Petro? Uh, what a beautiful day today. The snow is falling by the pound. I'm mm-hmm. looking outside. It's, it's amazing. Did you see that video on Facebook going around of the, um, in Montreal, um, that like bus 
police cruiser Santer <laughs> pile yeah. up. Yeah, so, I shared it on my uh, on my wall. Yeah, so I, I saw that. It. I must I have I, I must have seen it on on your wall. And then yeah. it's funny because a couple days later in Owen Sound we had the same thing, except the difference between this barely a hill in Montreal and Owen Sound is that. Owen Sound is a valley, so there are like six, there are six major hills in Owen Sound, and there were a lot of wipeouts on the ice in Owen Sound, a lot of pileups apparently. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The fact that uh, snow tires aren't mandatory in Ontario yet boggles my mind. Is it not? That they're not mandatory, no. But the cool thing is I get an insurance break on my uh, car insurance because uh, both our vehicles have snow tires. I hope I'm getting that. Well, you should call them and let them know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I put it down. Tune into Double Exposure Show to get tips on everyday insurance savings. <laughs> <laughs> 15 minutes can save you 5%. <laughs> Better not say it too loud. <laughs> Start promoting Geico here. Oh, that's funny. I'm always a little bit nervous driving on the highway in Toronto because I know that people don't have snow tires. And yeah. I also know that they drive redonkulously fast. So right. I don't know. I, I remember in London the one year, there was like one day where it was especially icy and getting to Fanshawe from my apartment was like <laughs> kind of terrifying. I know. <laughs> well, it's funny. Whenever you don't put snow tires on, I feel like you're the pinball in the pinball machine. Uh, and I'm one of the other things inside the pinball machine. <laughs> Just like looking around, hoping you don't hit me. Well, there was that one exactly year. That's happening. There was that one year I did crash my car with my snow tires inside of it. Yes. <laughs> Didn't work. Driving it, it like, well, I was driving like 40 kilometers an hour and I ran into a bridge. Yeah. So, uh, Stevie Cake was actually um, teasing me about it because uh, we, we had a big snowfall and my snow tires were in the back of my car. And he said, you're going to be like Sophia with a snow tire in your car. No, <laughs> yeah, true story. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm looking for a first shop I can find. Get these on. <laughs> so, but uh, on topic. Right. Uh, what's, we have one of those. We do, eh? Uh, today we're going to be talking about bridal shows and... Uh, more particularly about trade show kind of shows, because I asked my wife this morning, "Hey, what do you what do you think about uh, wedding shows? Like, what uh, Sophia and I are going to be talking about wedding shows? Uh, what kind of things do you think I should add in case I'm missing a few things?" And she goes, "Well, I don't really watch any. Like, I haven't really seen any. So, my God, I love maybe, Hannah. Maybe there's. <laughs> and I just I just looked at her kind of." blankly and i said mm, we've done a few of them. <laughs> and she goes oh i get it i know what you're talking about now <laughs> so i feel like the term funny. bridal show is a little out of date though at this point i feel like they should really be called wedding shows simply because yeah. whenever i'm at them i find that the grooms who come are the ones who are like super enthusiastic about it like the one I did a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, the grooms were the ones asking all of the questions. I was pretty impressed. Hmm. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, we have two different shows uh, put on by two uh, production companies, two different production companies. And they're at two different venues and they both happen twice a year. Once in January, once Jeez. in September. So there's four potential shows in the London area. 
There's one in a Strathroy area. There's one in the St. Thomas area. There's one in Sarnia. There's two in Chatham, Kent, and then going to east towards Toronto, GTA, Kitchener, Waterloo, Guelph. Yeah. They all have a ton of shows too. Oh yeah. I I find that my professional reach doesn't really go east. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't go past Woodstock. Uh, just well, we we go to Toronto. We go to. Um, we go to your neck of the woods. We mm-hmm. we went to India. We'll shoot a wedding anywhere you want. But um, yeah, we, we tend to kind of go west. So Windsor, Sarnia, uh, London area. But uh, having said that, um, we don't do as many wedding shows as we used to just because the, uh, you get to a point where you kind of have a lot of referrals, etc. But um so we don't do one every year or every season, but we like to skip a year or two and uh, definitely had good luck with doing uh, yeah. those uh, those events. Yeah. So uh, what's new, Sophia, before we get into this topic? Oh my goodness, it's almost Christmas and I am super thrilled with myself because I have all of my shopping done. All I have to do now is write a card for my father that describes what his gift is and then subsequently set it up on his phone for him. But anyway, (laughs) um, (laughs) and then I did a huge Christmas card campaign this year for Mm -hmm. my mailing list. So this is my physical mailing list. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've had really good feedback so far. Have you gotten my card yet in the mail, Petra? I have not received it. Did you send it to my Kamoka address? I did. (laughs) Okay. I'll look for it today. I'll well, take uh, it's like, tank for a walk to the post office. It's snail mail, so it might take a little bit to get there. Like some people around here have gotten them, some people haven't. It's amazing how slow the snail mail <laughs> in the Owen Sound area can be. Like it's astonishing. But anyway, here's like if you're watching the Skype video, uh, the little and you've seen this picture on Facebook. I have seen it. I love it's your facial so expression cute. there. What what about <laughs> my facial expression? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> But you'll have to see the card. It's really adorable. So anyone who is not watching the Skype video, I did some pictures with my dog, Lola, um, mm. on, on a bale of straw. And I actually had my friend, his nine-year-old daughter, took the photos because... That's um, adorable. I, I photographed him and his two kids, um, I think in February. No, that's not right. In like March or something. <laughs> I'm losing track of time here. But anyway... And I guess she's developed a bit of an interest in photography now. So she wanted some lessons. So I'm like, well, I need to get these cards done. So I set up my camera on a tripod and mm-hmm. I had her photograph them. So I was showing her how to use the autofocus button nice. and then click the shutter. And she, she was giving instructions and calling the dog and stuff. And yeah, they turned out really well. You know, at a lot of weddings, I actually will, if, especially if bride and groom have children, or if they have like nieces and nephews who are, you know, five, six, ten, whatever. Um, I will give them my camera. Yeah. And I'll just say, push this to focus, put take, push this to take a photograph. Mm-hmm. You'll be surprised how fast they catch on. Oh, yeah. And then you, you show them how to play back the photo and how to cycle through them. You might as well just let them have a, the entire creative <laughs> shoot by themselves. <laughs> And then I'll photograph them doing it, and it's really cool because it always uh, it always uh, makes for really wicked photos. Yeah. Um, but uh, the bride and groom always uh, they kind of 
freak out a bit like oh, don't drop it it's a lot of money for the for the camera um so yeah uh well uh my classes are over i'm ready for christmas break just have an exam left really um, you guys still do exams mm -hmm. darn it well not not uh, this this exam is in the class for uh, computing for photography so it's kind of photoshop lightroom Mm -hmm. Mac OS environment, etc. Um, so the it's a retouching exam, and okay. it's tomorrow. Can't wait. Good and, luck. Uh, I hope you pass. The <laughs> yeah, right. The uh, portrait and uh, wedding photography class. There is no exam because there's um, a portrait and wedding photography class. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Right. That's cool. I know, I know. What, an, what a great incentive for people to go to college. Well, um. <laughs> I don't know if any of the students going into it are like, oh, this is exciting. They'd probably be a little bit more excited about like nude studio class. Yeah. But What's um, a nude studio? It's probably actually <laughs> like, you know, um, when they actually get into wedding photography, they'll be like, oh, that was actually useful. Yeah. <laughs> so at the beginning of every semester, I ask... Uh, I ask a question of my students and I ask them to write it down and save it. Um, and the question is, uh, it's a three-part question. I, I say, I want to know who you are, where are you from? Mm -hmm. I want to know why photography? Tell me why you, you chose it. And I said, I want to know what you plan to do when in two years you graduate. And it's always uh, one of three things. It's either, um, you know, oh, I'm, I'm Petro, I'm from London. Um, why I chose photography because I really like to express my individuality through images, stuff like that. And so, yeah, yeah, great. And every time I say, okay, tell me where you, you know, where you want to be in two years, what, you know, what's the, what, what happens? Um, people either say national geographic or fashion photography yeah, or sports. There's one or two things in between. And I, and I kind of have a follow-up. Well, do you want to work for yourself or do you want to work for somebody else? Mm -hmm. And it's like they never thought about it. They're like, well, I don't know. So I then asked them at the end of the program, kind of right about now even, hey, do you remember those questions I asked you at the beginning of the program? Yeah. Has your answer changed? Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> they say, I'm starting to realize that National Geographic doesn't really hire photographers anymore. <laughs> yeah. And, um, or isn't really using photos uh, for, for, you know, for their print publications. And it's like, yeah, that's the sign of the times. And like, I actually am really enjoying weddings. I photographed one with a friend and this and that. And it's kind of like, you know what? High five. You're having an open mind. And it's like you're becoming ready. So... Uh, as they realize this, they realize that they're going to have to do some sort of thing to promote themselves because mm -hmm. you don't just walk out of the program and say, hey, clients are hiring me now. And so if weddings is one of the venues that you're going into, you're going to have to go into the bridal show business. Well, right. I so, don't know that you have to do bridal shows, but they are a good place to start for sure. You're right. You're right. Um, you don't have to do them, but you should consider them. Should definitely consider them for sure. 
Well, I was going to say, that's why we're having this episode, because if you're going to say we don't have to do them, let's just wrap it up. I mean, well, you... <laughs> let's call it a day. You literally don't have to do bridal shows. Like, don't feel like you have to do them, but they are a good thing to consider, a good thing to do, and I think for multiple reasons, and not just because you might pick up new clients, but because you're going to make relationships with other people in the wedding industry, and you're going to need to have those contacts to be successful in the wedding industry. And that is something that I want to talk about at some point. It's it's the networking. Yeah, it, for sure. Sometimes I feel like you're doing the bridal, the let's call it wedding shows. Sometimes <laughs> I feel like you're doing the wedding show to promote yourself within the industry as well. It's almost like a little networking event. So, um, but you're absolutely right. Uh, there's no, there's nobody saying that if you want to be a successful wedding photographer, you have to be doing wedding shows and you have to be doing every single one. Um, however, uh, I think we're going to shine some light on how to get started, how to get into one, what to expect, and <laughs> how to do it well. Yeah. <clears throat> Not easy. <laughs> <laughs> Not easy for sure. So where, do, where does one start, Sophia? Mm, well, we could sort of start with cost, I guess, which, you know, we're not going to have a definite cost for you because it depends on where you're doing your show. And then um, what you're prepared to invest in it. So there are bridal shows in my area, for example, that are a few hundred dollars to get a booth. And that's like what? Like a six by six booth? Mm -hmm. a six by six yeah, space, uh, maybe eight by six, eight by six feet um, to set up your display. Um, or you could do, I don't know what the shows are like in London, or you could do a show in the Toronto area and the big expos are like $1,500 for your booth for about the same size. Um, but you have to consider what your market is before you get into those things. So I did a single show in Owen Sound um, and it seems really good at first because the cost of the booth is very low. However, um, the time of year is just after I've booked up for that coming season. And then the people coming to the show were not the people who were going to be investing the money with me for photography. Um, I was a bit out of their price range. So it was really kind of a, a few hundred dollars down the drain, right? So yeah. whereas if I go to a Toronto show, um, that is a whole different market and I could be making up my investment really quickly. So um, the investment that you're making in this is like sort of directly related to what you're going to get back from it. So I think first and foremost, um, ask the person putting on the, the wedding show to share a list of previous vendors with you and take a look at this, uh, this list of vendors and do some market research. See if yeah. this uh, wedding show is really for you. If you find that in the past, the types of photographers that have been at this um, uh, wedding show um, are really not your competition per se, but rather, you know, they're either in a different price bracket or just a different type of photography, different style. Maybe this isn't the show for you if you are two, three times the price, because perhaps this type of uh, wedding show attracts 
clients that are not willing to go into the higher price bracket. And if you are in that price bracket where the other people are, your competition, then then definitely per, it, it may be a show for you because it, it sounds like that would be the demographic. Uh, look if there's vendors that you uh, already work with and potentially... Um, and, and reach out to them and ask them if they're going to mm-hmm. going to be at that bridal show, wedding show, and uh, ask if ask the person putting on the show if they'll let you be near them. That way you can uh, direct traffic to them and vice versa. They can, you could recommend each other. Uh, when considering costs, um, for example, the the wedding show that's in London, one of them. I've only done one of them. I I didn't do. I haven't. We have one at the Western Fair. And we have one at the, um, oh, geez, I forget what it's called already. Um, the big thing downtown. The conference center? That's it. How yeah. do I know this and you I don't? don't. <laughs> I, I just don't recall. <laughs> and so at the one at the conference center, um, it has a variety of booths. Mm-hmm. It has some booths that are five feet deep, but eight feet wide or yeah. 10 feet wide. Mm-hmm. It also has booths that are eight feet deep and either eight feet Hmm. wide or 10 feet wide. And then it has booths that are 10 feet deep. And these are premium booths that are designed for uh, wedding decorators or caterers that need to set up either a table or whatever. So uh, for a photographer, you don't necessarily need a 10 by 10 foot booth or even a 10 by 20. Uh, You don't need to be very deep. And um, uh, see what it includes for the price. So the starting price, I believe, is in the $400 range. Mm-hmm. And then you jump five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars $800. And that's sort of the average is between six and $800 for a decent-sized booth in the London area. Um, typically, you get a, uh, one of those fold-out banquet tables with a white linen and a couple of chairs. And um, I, uh, I immediately tell them, don't put the table there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want it. I yep. don't want one of those uh, vendor tables. I will bring my own. Um, and just keep in mind that does not reduce your cost. No. It costs them less, but they do not take that out of the equation. And <laughs> when considering the cost uh, of a booth, also consider the fact that most of them do not provide hydro mm-hmm. electricity unless you pay for it extra. And don't if you're if you could really benefit from electricity because you are bringing some sort of digital display or a computer or whatever whatever yeah. it is it may be 50 to 100 dollars per day mm-hmm. but don't look at it as i'm not paying 100 dollars just to have electricity for one day that's a rip off it is worth it if in the grand scheme of things it's going to really define your your booth really define your look Uh, So break down the costs on um, potential return on investment. And I know it's difficult to gauge how much you're going to book, you know, a year in advance, two year in advance. But just think about, you know, maybe reach out to other photographers and say, hey, what are you booking after these shows? Mm -hmm. And if they tell you, you know what, I'm booking three weddings for every show I do and it's going to cost you $600. Just look at the return on investment. And see if, is it worth for me to spend $200 to book a wedding? In most cases, yes, it is. But also, what you said earlier, Sophia, is you are networking with other vendors. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when the vendor sees you at a wedding show, they're more likely to recommend you. Because um, they're more likely to say, oh yeah, you know what? Sophia's doing this uh, wedding show and uh, you... 
you, Mr. Client or Mrs. Client, you you found us at a at the wedding show. Well, here's uh, if you're looking for a photographer, Sophia yeah. Lemon is doing uh, great work, and you should reach out and see if it's available. So, actually, I guess use the opportunity to go and introduce yourself to the vendors you haven't met yet, and collect their information, see mm-hmm. who they are, see what they're doing, and. Give them some of your marketing information as well. Past couple of times that I've been to this wedding show in Blue Mountain, I've been put next to the same golf course, um, Laura Bay, which I shoot a lot of weddings at. Um, and it's really, it, I find it really nice because then I get to sort of reconnect with them. So I'm sort of top of mind when they're booking their weddings for the next year. Um, when when these couples are asking for a photographer, um, I'm the first one that's coming to mind. Um, so it's nice that way as well. The only disadvantage is that they provide catering services and they always have really delicious smelling food. So <laughs> <laughs> that's not a disadvantage. <laughs> the last time, well, the last this last one, they put me between Laura Bay, delicious food, and a cake shop delicious food so <laughs> tell me so was grumbling not, all day <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i kept but i kept joking with the brides like okay go to the cake place now um grab a bunch of cupcakes because if you don't i'm gonna eat all of them later and i really don't want to do that so <laughs> please go eat the cupcakes <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's funny <laughs> so when you're considering doing a show though that, that's where you should start um, start with your demographics, see if, see if you're going to be marketing yourself to your target clients, because nothing would be worse than you taking advantage of a great price on a wedding show. And, uh, you find out that it's, it's really not your target market. Um, you not, nothing's really a waste of time, but I don't think you, even if you spend very little, I don't think the return on investment is there. No. Secondly, you know, um, once you once you once you connect with some vendors, uh, just choose your. Uh, be very methodical on the placement. Um, I know some of our wedding shows have fashion shows as well, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of vendors want to be near the fashion show. I don't think that's a very big deal, because for the most part, people do walk around. What yeah. I wouldn't want to be is I I would want to be somewhere at the beginning or the middle because when people walk in and they they tend to just walk through the the few aisles and when they get to the end they've already had a lot of first impressions yeah so you really have to blow them away yeah so be somewhere where you're you're one of the first few people and I don't like being the first but one of the first few do you Um, get to pick at shows that you go to? to pick yeah, you do get to pick where you want. There's a map, but it's not guaranteed you're going to be there because yeah. it's first come, first serve. That's why find out when the the registration opens and jump on it right away. Just mail your deposit in the in uh, in advance and say I want uh, booth number one eighteen, for example. Yeah. Um, I really like corner booths. They're my favorite because you're um, you're getting two two traffics. Mm-hmm. You're getting the, you know, b- both traffic flows. And it also opens up to the possibility of having kind of two two different angles. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really do like uh, corner booths. Um, and um, yeah. All right. 
Good. <laughs> um, I've been really lucky. I um, I haven't been charged for hydro yet, but I've always requested it. And yeah. once they act, I, I always feel like they just kind of provide it. Mm-hmm. So, but well, yeah, they do. Not, not at everyone in London, you have to pay extra. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, and most and, of them, and, you do have to pay extra. But if last minute you're like, right. oh, I really need hydro. I mean, maybe not everyone pull this move, but um, they will probably give it to you. Yeah, I think so. But speaking of hydro, so I never get hydro because I'm in the business of selling prints, not digital stuff. So I don't right. show digital stuff in my display. I have canvases provided by Petro. And I have my one framed, uh, my one vintage frame Mm -hmm. filled with wedding photos. And then I take two albums and that is all I take because while I want people to like my photos, I want to spend the majority of the time they're in my booth talking to them about their darn wedding. So absolutely. Yeah. So Petro said that he requests that he doesn't have a table. I do the same thing. So most vendors you'll see at wedding shows, um, sort of jewelry vendors, makeup artists, stuff like that, will set up their booth with their table in front, their logo behind them, and they'll sit at their table, like mm-hmm. behind it. So then there's a table between you and the bride slash groom. So what I do is I have my, <laughs> what are you laughing about? It's bride and groom, not bride <laughs> slash groom. I think that indicates that it's one person. We'll, we'll get to that at some point, I'm okay. sure. <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> So um, I have my wood panel wall um, in the show notes. I'll post some pictures of my last display. Mm-hmm. I have my wood panel wall, which has my canvases on it. One of my canvases is my logo. Um, I have my, um, my vintage frame set up and a little bookshelf with my albums on it. Um, and then I stand in front of my booth. So I can catch all of the brides, bridesmaids, grooms walking past and start a conversation with them because believe it or not, a lot of these people are shy and they came to a wedding show, but they're a little bit nervous of starting a conversation with a bunch of vendors. So I always try to start a conversation with them um, and sort of draw them in to the booth. Um, and that's yeah. what you have to be aware of is they're not professional trade show goers. No. So, so and there isn't a publication you know there's no rules of engagement when you're at a wedding show or a, or a trade show so what you have to do is you have to engage your future mm-hmm. clients you have to sort of pull them in but with you know tactfully you shouldn't be out there saying come in my booth check things out yeah um you know or like uh, the inflatable flailing army <laughs> <laughs> but i do love um, those <laughs> yeah well they're great to look at uh and and the fact is that you are you are there selling yourself. You you yeah. are being a first impression. Yeah. So, um, just realize that there's going to be a lot of couples walking by because they already have a photographer. Yeah. And what you're doing is you're just saying hello, and introducing yourself. And if they say if they outright say to you, "We already have the photographer," I always say, "Fantastic! Congratulations." Have a great day. You know, <laughs> what else do you do? Um, you're not going to try to outsell them. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I offer this. Yeah. And uh, what I have seen uh, other vendors do is they just walk away. Hmm. They literally just go, all right, and walk away. Well, <laughs> That's a little bit rude. <laughs> it is. It's, oh, well, I'm going from personal experience when um, yeah. 
when I personally went to the wedding show because uh, I was looking for a couple of things because I was getting married mm-hmm. and I walked down those aisles and a lot of people didn't recognize me or didn't know me. So it wasn't the photographers, but it was, uh, you know, uh, a person from the venue who didn't own the venue, was just a, just a worker yeah. there, uh, came up and said, do you have a venue? And I said, yeah, we actually do. Huh. That's it. That's all I yeah, got. So this is something you need to note is that other couples are going to see you engaging with other couples there. Exactly. So always be polite. Now, there are some couples that I don't talk to because when you do it for a little while, you kind of get the sense of who is interested in talking to you and who isn't. And there will be some people who walk by and who are actively trying to avoid engaging in a conversation yeah. with you. And I just don't even bother those people. I just let them walk on. Um, but you can also sort of tell when someone is a little bit nervous to start a conversation with you. And in those cases, I'll say something like, did you get some cupcakes yet? Because I really don't want to eat them. <laughs> or because they were coming from the other direction. Did you eat some of that food? Because I don't want to have to eat all of it later. Um, a lot of people stop and have a look at my, um, my vintage frame. Um, mm-hmm. And not necessarily because they're interested in getting one from me but i did have a couple ask me exactly. at the last bridal show where did you get that frame and i said well i can't give away my secrets <laughs> yeah you're sort of live pinterest display for them yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> um but y- you really do have to be personable and polite so there's tact involved and in how you approach the clients but also keep in mind that you are representing your brand so mm-hmm how you interact with another couple the other somebody could come up and and see you so if you're if you come off really cold they they may not want to approach you at that point that being said if being cold is your brand i guess he could do that (laughs) good say there but i i really doubt somebody's brand is gonna i i hope that it isn't (laughs) there is a lot of false confidence in uh, up and coming starting out photographers and it's one of my biggest pet peeves about this industry is that, um, you know, it's, it's one thing to be confident, but but if you if your confidence turn turns you into a giant dick, mm-hmm. then you're not doing yourself or anybody else a favor. You're just kind of uh, smearing the the negative rep on the industry. Yeah, no kidding. Um, right, and uh, so just just be friendly, be yourself, but be friendly. Yeah, and that's all. That's all I can ask. Um, the etiquette is important. Now, let me ask you, Sophia, do you do these shows yourself or do you have other people in the booth with you? So in the past, I've had people with me. Um, the last time I did this particular wedding show, I had my assistant at the time with me. This time I had my assistant with me and her boyfriend, um, because I required their vehicle and they're getting married. So they wandered around looking at wedding stuff. Um, But I actually did all of the talking myself. It's a really small wedding show, so I was able to do that. Um, It is, I find it is helpful to have a second person with you, partially because, and we will get into this at some point, but I take email addresses from everyone that I talk to and I invest a lot of time in, you know, taking information um, and trying to sell them on on my services right then and there. Um, So it's helpful to have someone else to engage with, other couples walking by yes. so that you're not missing people. Um, but I, d- I don't know. 
You usually have someone with you, don't you? I think the magic number is three. Three? Yeah. Three people. Well, it is for me. Uh, because, for example, let's say Hannah and I can engage d- different customers, different potential clients. Yep. And the third person, their job is simply to hand out um, uh, marketing material. Right. And <clears throat> and that way, if somebody has a question and they ask this person, they can say, you know what, uh, I will uh, uh, point you to either Petra or Hannah. Yeah. And I will kind of, and they continue to hand out the marketing material. So that, and just tell them, or you can come back, but you know, don't give them that option. Just say, just hang tight. I think, I think they're almost yeah. done. Yeah. In the meantime, why don't you look through the albums? Yeah, for and, sure. So what we would do is we would have two tables, uh, these cruiser tables, which are these kind of tall, round bar type tables. Mm -hmm. And one would have uh, wedding albums on it. And the other one would have, um, believe it or not, a couple of contracts. Sorry, I need you to Uh, pause for a second and note (laughs) the dog behind you. (laughs) He's awesome. All right. And and recommence. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Where were we? <clears throat> yeah, so uh, the the one table has uh, the the albums on it where you can you don't have to be engaged by one of us. You can mm-hmm. just go and look at them. It has a couple of marketing material pieces on it. The other table is sort of work table. That's where I have a notebook and mm-hmm. an iPad, yep. and I literally bring wedding contracts yep. uh, to to the bridal show because I want to book clients at the show. And I want them to see that I'm giving them an incentive to do it, that I'm ready to do it. And that's just one way that that I approach it. I approach it because I was in the sales slash marketing uh, trade show business for about seven years for other vendors like uh, Epson, Olympus, Microsoft. And so I'm used to approaching clients like this where it was a bit of a soft sell, but you outlined uh, benefits and incentives of why to take advantage of this deal now. So without being pushy, you kind of gave them the opportunity to say, you know what, let's go ahead with it. And that's what I want to do at the bridal shows, at the wedding shows. But that's not necessarily what you should do. And so that third person's always kind of managing the traffic. Yeah, You know, if you're just walking by, they're handing out the marketing material. Mm -hmm. If you have questions and the two of us are busy, you're introducing they could say, you know, hey, Petro, sorry to interrupt. This is Steve and Olivia. Mm-hmm. Uh, their wedding is uh, in 2018, in March. They just have some questions for you. And yeah. I'll say, Steve, Olivia, very nice to meet you. Give me a few more minutes. Just want to make sure that uh, John and, you know, Olga, <laughs> pulling names out of the blue here, <laughs> out of the thin air, um, that they have all their questions answered. Yeah. And then John and Olga see that I'm not sending people away but at the same time the other couple sees that i'm giving the other clients attention and answering all their questions now i'd say out of 100 people who walk by the booth only about five actually stop by to talk to you to ask the questions and these are these are good numbers don't don't be discouraged by this and say that's it you know my life is over nobody wants to see me (laughs) nobody wants to do anything what a waste of money um, but on average, we book about three people that weekend mm-hmm. uh, from from the two day show. These these are, by the way, two day shows. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that's why that's why I'm ready. And this is this has taken payment 
on the spot where they want to take advantage of, of, you know, special pricing or whatever. So, um, I would, I would like to talk about that marketing material that you're giving people. So Mm -hmm. this is a really important part. I think about wedding shows, which is you need to have good marketing material specific to weddings to hand out to these couples specific to this wedding show specific to the coming season. (laughs) Um, what do you include in your marketing material? So what I did this year, and if you guys listened to, it was the, a few episodes ago, I don't remember which episode. I mm-hmm. had my cards printed up, and it was a trifold little card um, that included uh, my starting uh, package, the details of my starting package, and a price, uh, my contact information, a couple photos from weddings, my branding, and also... Um, a little giveaway, which was my picture perfect guide, which is a little app that goes on their phone with, um, some instructions on how to prepare to have their photo taken, Mm -hmm. um, for their engagement session. Yeah. For their engagement session and their wedding. So anyone who went past and got one of those little, those little cards, um, could download that app and Hey, guess what? Anyone who downloads that app, I get their email address. Super handy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Interesting. Yeah. So anyone that I was talking to, I was gathering their information that way. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you hand out to people? Because the thing is, it, it needs to stand out. It needs to remind them of your booth. They need to remember talking to you or seeing your mm-hmm. photos. Um, and there needs to be enough information in there that they're not emailing you and saying, hey, um, we have a $500 budget. What can you do for us? Kind of thing. Yeah. If that's not... So- in your, in, if that's not possible for you. So the marketing material should have, um, your branding on it first and first and foremost, it has to tie in the entire experience. So you should be selling your branding at the show, uh, yourself and marketing material should obviously carry your branding. It should be very strong in branding and also show photos that evoke emotion. I think that's yeah. a big key to this. Um, rather less is more in this case. It's better off to show to, to show larger photos than to have more photos on this, I find. And yeah. um, first impressions. So don't put all your information asking for the sale right on the front page. Mm-hmm. Your front page should be, like I said, your branding and something that just gives a really good first impression. So we typically do um, the hero photo, uh, sort of the one from last year, so from mm-hmm. the previous year. And uh, once you open the booklet, so it's a printed booklet. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you open the booklet, it's uh, it's going to be a little blurb about our business mm-hmm. and who we are, what we do. And it starts out by congratulating the couple on their engagement. So it says, congratulations, you're engaged. We couldn't be more thrilled. Here's who we are. Uh, we are a husband and wife team. And goes on, you know. So right away, we're connecting to them to to, to kind of tell them, look, this is you're making a great choice. We're here for you with, with you on your journey. Continue with a few more really cool shots, and then it goes on to uh, the pricing. Mm-hmm. And we put we list our sort of list prices, um, and we like to put in three packages. Mm-hmm. Our third package, so our first package is the bare bones, kind of, you, you barely get anything. And then 
you get a price list and you can add things a la carte. Our second package is sort of the, the pack, what everybody all, always orders. It has an engagement session. It has a an eight hour, we call it a full day of coverage. Um, it has a couple of things and a few benefits of why we're putting together a package. So whether it's, uh, uh, whether you get kind of like a signing book from your engagement session or whether you get uh, like a slideshow or something, it's all part of the package. We kind of tweak it here and there based on the season, based on what's popular that that season. Uh, the third package is just a ridiculous package that nobody ever buys. It's um, it's a lot of stuff thrown in at like regular price, yeah. even a canvas, even an album. And uh, it's it's priced in the pretty much, it's $59.95, it's a $6,000 package. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people look at it and they go, wow, it kind of builds the value for the middle package. Yeah. But then what we do is, and I don't want to say we inflate the price because we, we don't actually inflate the price of our middle package. Its regular price is $39.95. Mm-hmm. But for the bridal show, we do that package as well as a canvas mm-hmm. for a much lower price. So we we often will do it at twenty nine ninety five or thirty two ninety five or thereabouts. So not only is it showing that hey you're getting a huge discount, but you're also getting extra stuff because you came to the show. Now the show pricing we say it's good for the month. So we actually include a separate sheet that we can put into these booklets at any time. So that way we can brand ourselves from show to show to show. And this, this loose leaflet, it's the same size as the booklet, but it gets in, included in there. And on there, it says that if you book at the show, you get a 24 by 36 inch canvas. Now, sorry, my, my mom and dad are calling. I'm just going to decline it for now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you get a 24 by 36 inch canvas, which is actually a $495 value. Now, because I print the canvases myself, it's not really, you know, the cost for me is very marginal. It's very small and I can't afford to include it if to give it to you as an incentive to book at the show. And um, the very first time I did it, I was very flexible. I, I still gave canvases a week later, two weeks later. But now, it's no, zero, zero tolerance. It's like, nope. If you don't book at the show, you don't get the canvas. Yeah. Because I really want people to book at the show. And this is why I'm actually booking on average of three clients over the two days. And it's people who look at it and go, well, we wanted Petro anyways. Like we wanted Lux Photography Company. Yeah. Let's let's go for it. Mm -hmm. We're here. Let's spend. Let's give them the thousand dollar retainer and call it a day. And so that's my sort of call to action. And that's why. Wedding shows are a great return on investment for me. Now, I do get asked, well, yeah, but you're discounting your middle package there. The reality is, is that in order for me to compete uh, throughout the year, that package price sort of fluctuates anyways between mm-hmm. $3,200 to $3,500 based on my competition. So even though you sort of get the same price as a client throughout the year, the the wedding show prices are really the best so um i'm really not losing any money 
because it's it's marketing, right? It's the cost of marketing to, in order to get yeah. new clients. Now, a lot of clients that I get a year or two later, they they do say, "Yeah, I saw you at the bridal show. Uh, you know, we weren't ready to book yet, but we're ready now." And mm-hmm. great, fantastic. Um, I don't keep track of how many people I book later, mm-hmm. but uh, back on the topic of uh, marketing material, that's pretty much what the person gets to take home. They yeah. don't get a business card. They they get just a big booklet. Now, I tried to go as big as possible so that when they come home and they have a bag mm-hmm. full of vendors, mine is the biggest. <laughs> yeah, so I have a question here from a listener, Kandra. Mm-hmm. She wanted to know, is it better to have your marketing material on hand? Is it better to hand it to them or is it better to have that marketing material put in the bag that's given out to everyone at the show. Um, I think there is something to be said for having a copy put in the bags. Um, I personally prefer to talk to all of those people because what I'm doing at my booth when I'm talking to people is I'm actually putting them into Tave and I'm building a custom package Mm -hmm. for them while I'm talking to them and then giving them the price and then hopefully booking them right on the spot. Um, the other advantage, if I'm handing it to them and having a short conversation with them is that they're going home and they remember talking to me. Um, so that is also an advantage, but I don't think if you're getting these things printed for a good price, that there's anything wrong with having your stuff put in the bags. But, um, if the vendor is charging you extra to put it in the bag and a mm-hmm. lot more yeah. it may not be worth it because you'll probably see that person anyways yeah. you'll probably have the opportunity to hand it to them yeah but if it's if it's first of all if it's if it's free mm-hmm. just order more of your marketing material because then you'll pay less per piece and then just give give it to the vendor uh you say here's 500 pieces fill the bag the other advantage to it i think is that you you're building a relationship with that person and building a relationship with that person versus mass marketing to that person. Um, uh, branding wise, marketing wise, it's, uh, more a play for a higher package. Um, uh, actually building a relationship with someone is like more boutique, right. Than than like than Walmart. Right. So you're, um, it, <laughs> I feel like you can charge more money that way, or you're solidifying why you can charge more money. You um, can justify charging more exactly, money. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So if you had to choose one or the other, I would say if you could only do one, yeah. I would say hand it out in person. Hand it out, yeah. If you get the chance to do both, do both because, you know, let's face it, if you throw enough stuff at a wall, some of it's going to stick, right? The other thing is, are you following up with these people afterward? So when I am putting people into my iPad, I'm getting their email address, I'm getting their cell phone number. Um, As I've said before, I have a MailChimp mailing list. So um, I have in my marketing material, the link where people can go and download this picture perfect Mm -hmm. guide. But what I do is I say, hey, I have, there's a link there for the download of the picture perfect guide. But if you want, I can put you into my iPad right now um, and it'll automatically email to you. And the advantage to doing it that way, and most people say yes, is that I've set up um, a particular automated um, mailing list. So when I put them in at the bridal show, they're getting a custom email that says, hey, it was really nice to meet you at the bridal show. Um, 
I hope you found everything that you're looking for. Here's your copy of the Picture Perfect Guide. I'm actually gonna take a look at my schedule and see if I'm available for your wedding date and I'm gonna follow up with you in a couple days. So they yep. get that email automatically. It's not something that I have to type out to everyone. And then they, for like a couple weeks after, they're also getting um, automated emails with tips, extra tips, extra content from the Picture Perfect Guide. Um, and then I put all of these people into Tave as well and I build a custom package for them and then I email each of them afterward. If I don't hear from them, then I give them a call or I send them a text message because I've gotten their phone number. Mm -hmm. um, but it is absolutely important that you follow up with these people because they went and they talked to a whole lot of vendors, not just photographers, and they're not going to remember. <laughs> they're going to be a little bit overwhelmed. So on top of right. handing them a piece of marketing material <clears throat> and developing that relationship, follow up with them, be the person that, you know, makes them remember talking to you. Yeah. Um, so speaking of following up, yeah. and I don't mean... I, That's cool. Do you... <laughs> mm -hmm. because before I forget, do you guys in Owen Sound get mailing lists? Do you get a list yes. full of... Okay. Okay. Yeah. Continue. Um, and I do put all of those people into my Picture Perfect Guide email, assuming that they have agreed <clears throat> to email communications from everyone. So, um, but I follow up specifically with the people that I talk to that I put into my iPad because I can have right. more of a personal conversation with them that way. Um, I think that is one of the most important parts of the wedding show. It is not your what your booth looks like or where your booth is. Um, it is you have to develop these relationships with people and you need to be following up with them after the wedding show. Yeah. So I'll get to that too in a second. But what I wanted to say is that to continue more on the giveaway the, and the branding part mm -hmm. is <clears throat> even before the wedding show is over, even before the wedding show starts, what you should be doing is designing um, an email campaign. So if you have yeah. MailChimp, yeah. design an email campaign that's ready to go. And the minute you get that list of emails, mm -hmm. you need to be sending out a blast. And what you're doing is you're thanking people for coming over and seeing you and reminding them that they still have... So what we do is we'll send them and say, you still have 24 hours to yeah. take advantage of the bridal show pricing. Mm -hmm. It's over on, you know, <clears throat> and we don't, we no longer give them that free canvas, but we tell them, you know, you still have uh, a little bit to take advantage of the pricing. And we also collect emails on an iPad. Yeah. We, we haven't been using Tave. I've been using a, a different third party system, but, um, I may I may start doing that for the next wedding show, and what they're what they're doing is we've always approached it as a contest. Uh, yeah. So, and to this day, I have given away at least a dozen of free mm -hmm. engagement photo shoots. Yep, and I haven't had to fulfill one yet <laughs> because everybody who's winning them had already hired a different photographer. <laughs> Actually, I did, I did do the same thing. I gave away an engagement session the last time I did this bridal show to a couple who didn't want a wedding photographer. So mm -hmm. I did their engagement session. And then you know what happened after their engagement session? They said, we had so much fun. We want to hire you as our wedding photographer. And this was uh, like, yeah. <laughs> and their wedding was just coming up like in a few yeah. weeks. Thankfully, it was on a Sunday. So I wasn't booked. But I was like, hey, that worked out pretty well. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, I, I just did the same thing um, this year. I gave away a credit for mm-hmm. in for um, a wedding package. Now this couple doesn't have the budget to get one of my standard packages, so we're gonna do a little bit of tweaking to see if if mm-hmm. um, if I can accommodate their budget. Because um, I don't want to be the person who lets them totally miss out on the credit, but yeah, it it, it yeah. means a booking. If they use it, it means you're booking, right? So yep. I think this is going to have to be part one of wedding shows, and I think that I we'll agree. have to possibly a part two on displays and a part three on how to set up all of this automated stuff. So how to take yes. people's email addresses, how to send them an email afterwards. So an incentive to stay tuned. Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) listen up, guys. I do have a little bit of an announcement um, that Petro doesn't know about, although you've seen it on Facebook, I'm sure. So our friend Drew Dudley, who was on episode five, if you have not heard that episode, you should really go listen to it, asked me to be a part of this super cool series that he's doing on his website called Shit That Isn't True. where he asked me about cultural cliches that I have found to no longer be true. Um, And so I talked to Drew about things not actually necessarily getting better with age. Um, So you can read that article on his website at dayoneleadership.com slash lemon. Did you read it, Petro? Not yet. Oh, you really should. (laughs) It's on my reading list, I promise you. But the reason I haven't read it is just because I was given a lot of attention to the end of the school year. And to my clients, which I can honestly say everything's out and everything's on time. And the printing deadline is approaching. So Is that not a nice feeling? (sighs) Yes. This is how nice it is. (laughs) If this was your first time listening, we hope you've learned something new. Um, You can share your feedback on this episode and we will want your questions for future wedding show episodes on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. Um, We wanted to say thanks to Benjamin Edward for our super cool new album artwork and Ben Sound for our theme music. Um, the podcast is released every Wednesday and you can find show notes for this episode at doubleexposure.show slash episodes slash 12. And that's the number 12. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and please leave us a five-star review at doubleexposure.show slash iTunes. And also, if you could tell all of your friends about the show and share it with your coworkers, you'd be doing us a huge favor. And we will talk to you next week. Talk to you next week, everyone. Now I want cupcakes.